Welcome to the Gut Doctor Podcast, where Dr. Neil Parikh describes GI disorders and answers common questions related to the GI tract. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We hope you enjoy. So coming up soon is GERD Awareness Week, or in other words, awareness for acid reflux or non-acid reflux, um, which is a very common symptom for a lot of of our patients, our family members, our colleagues. And I thought this was a good opportunity for us to discuss a new type of treatment for reflux, GERD, acid reflux, heartburn. And to help us get through this discussion, I'd like to welcome back Dr. Michael DeSiena, one of my partners here in Connecticut, to talk about his new therapy, PCABS. Michael, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Dr. Freak. So, Michael, why don't you start by talking about what is a potassium competitive acid inhibitor, or PCAB? So PCABs, or like you said, potassium competitive acid inhibitors, are acid suppression anti-secretory agents that function via unique mechanism, competing for potassium on the luminal side of the parietal cell, causing reversible but rapid inhibition of the hydrogen potassium ATPase pumps, and in turn, suppression of acid secretion. Due to this unique mechanism of action, PCAS have a rapid onset of action, as well as essentially have max effect even on initial administration. And this effect continues to be seen even with subsequent administrations. So it's almost like an additive benefit potentially out there. Correct, correct. How is this, you, know, you mentioned the um, hydrogen potassium ATPase and uh, I, I make the same joke in prior episodes, but that takes me back to, you know, chemistry, medical school. Uh, but the term pumps, you know, may be familiar with some of our listeners because we think of proton pumps and proton pump inhibitors, which is traditionally a very popular category of treatment yeah, for GERD. How are PCABs different from our traditional acid reducers, whether that be proton pump inhibitors or H2 blockers? So PPIs, or proton pump inhibitors, are also anti-secretory agents, but they work by irreversibly binding to the hydrogen potassium ATPase pumps on the luminal side of the parietal cell membrane. They are actually prodrugs that accumulate in the secretory caniculus of the parietal cell, where acid catalyzes their conversion to an active form that interacts with the external surface of the hydrogen potassium ATPase. And this leads to suppression of gaseous secretion and that is relatively long-lasting. Histamine II receptor antagonists inhibit acid secretion blocking, by blocking parietal cells H2 receptors, and these are G-coupled receptors when activated that recruit cyclic AMP, which is needed to stimulate gastric-gastric production. Other Harper medicines, such as antacids, contain aluminum hydroxide or calcium carbonate, and these act by simply neutralizing gastric acid. So, you know, in preparation for today's episode, I was reading up on PCABs, and I quickly realized that while they seem relatively new to the U.S. market or very new to the U.S. market, they've been around across the globe. Correct. Uh, they actually were, PCABs were actually first approved in Korea and India in 2007. And in Japan, PCABs have been available since 2015 and currently have approval for a multitude of indications 
including acid-related diseases such as erosive esophagitis, gastric and duodenal ulcers, GERD, as well as in combination with antibiotics for helicobacter pylori treatment. So if those are, uh, you know, you mentioned what's approved for in Japan, what is going to be approved for in the United States or what is the FDA advising as current indications for PCABs? So in the United States, PCABs are approved for combination therapy with antibiotics for treatment of helicobacter pylori, as well as recently received approval for treatment of erosive esophagitis and relief of heartburn associated with erosive GERD. And for our non-medical listeners, erosive esophagitis or heartburn with erosive GERD is in simple ways just heartburn that is causing damage to the esophageal lining. Is that a, is that a fair way of putting it? Correct. All right, so a new class of medications, uh, an alternative to H2 blockers, an alternative to potentially proton pump inhibitors. What are the potential side effects? When everything's being new in the market, you want to you want to be informed as a provider and also informed as a patient. So, what are the potential side effects of PCABs? Absolutely. So, in PCABs, there was recently a phase three randomized, double-blind, multi-center study with over a thousand patients in the U.S. and Europe that had erosive GERD. And they compared the PCAB venoprazine to the PPI lansoprazole. And they assessed healing and maintenance of healing of erosive GERD and associated heartburn symptom relief. In addition to showing that the PCAB was non-inferior for complete healing of all grades of erosive esophagitis and non-inferior in mean percentage of 24-hour heartburn-free days, it was also shown to be superior in rates of healing for early grade C, D at week two as well as superior maintaining healing of erosive GERD. And they found that the adverse events of PCAB and PPI were similar. Gastritis, diarrhea, abdominal distension pain, and nausea were the most common adverse events at about two to 6%. Like PPIs, PCAB users are a potential increased risk of acute tubular justicial nephritis, C. diff-associated diarrhea, osteoporosis-related bone fractures, hypomagnesemia, that may lead to hypocalcemia and or hypokalemia, as well as vitamin B12 deficiency. Like PPI, PPI, uh, PCABs are known to cause fundic gland stomach polyps, an association that increases with duration of use. PCABs like PPI are known to increase graphene levels and at a relatively higher peak than PPIs. But like PPIs, this graphene level increase typically resolves with discontinuation of the medication. Also like PPIs, the potential risk associated with the elevated gastric level appears minimal, but one should use similar caution when using PCABs as we do with PPIs in patients with certain conditions with elevated gastrin. Like PPI, caution should be used when using PCABs with certain medications, such as HIV medications, as the acid suppression may lead to a decreased absorption or bioavailability. The PPI PCAB prescribing provider and or patient should have a discussion with say the HIV manager provider on if such acid suppression is safe and to use concomitantly. And if so, administration of the acid suppression and other medication should be optimally timed in space. Finally, PCAB dosage reduction is recommended in patients with renal impairment, which is defined as an estimated GFR less than 30 mils per minute, and as well as patients with hepatic impairment, which is defined as those with child pube class B and C. And breastfeeding is not recommended when one is using PCAPs. So in going over those risks and contraindications, it's the same disclaimer we often talk about is that 
all medications do come, you know, obviously with their benefits, but with their risks as well. So it's good to keep those in mind, especially when a newer medication is hitting the market. Michael, thank you so much for this very comprehensive introduction to this new class of therapy. Thank you, Dr. Pepper.